It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Please take your Bibles, if, again, if you will, turn to Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3, and we'll just begin reading in verse number 1. Um, we're continuing our thought on problems for the sinner. Problems for the sinner. Let's go ahead and begin reading in Romans chapter 3, in verse number 1. The Bible says, What advantage then hath the Jew, or what profit is there of circumcision? Much every way, chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of God. For what if some did not believe, shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid, yea, let God be true, but every man a liar. As it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings, and mightest overcome when thou art judged. But if our unrighteousness commend the righteousness of God, what shall we say? Is God unrighteous who taketh vengeance? I speak as a man. God forbid. For then how shall God judge the world? For if the truth of God hath more abounded through my lie unto his glory, why yet am I also judged as a sinner, and not rather, as we be slanderously reported, and as some affirm that we say, let us do evil that good may come, whose damnation is just. What then are we better than they? Speaking of Jews, better than the Gentiles or those heathens as they looked at them, or at us, I should say, um, before God. What then are we better than they? No in no wise. For we have before proved, both Jews and Gentiles, that they are all under sin. All under sin. Now, really, that phrase that jumps off at me, what then are we better than they? He says, no, we began yesterday, and I know we've been in Romans chapter 1, 2, and 3 for quite some time at this point, but just the more I look into them, the more things I see, and I really felt that this is, needs to be dealt with, and uh, even if I repeat myself a little bit, it's not going to hurt, because honestly, I think the number one problem of the sinner to get to Christ, or that pro one, the number one problem that they've got to overcome is this thing of pride. James, the book of James, tells us that God resisteth the proud, but that he gives grace to the humble. There is a lot of people today who have tried to maybe accept Christ on their own terms, but they've never saw themselves as God has seen them. Here, what kind of what we've looked at already, I believe, so far are three different groups in chapters 1 through 3, the heathen, the hypocrite, and the Hebrew. There's three different ways that they all operate off of. One is the way of sin. One goes by the way of his conscience and whatever he feels like or thinks is right. The other one goes by the way of the law. And they tried their best to live up to the law. Sadly, none of them measure up. All three have truth, we see. The heathen have the truth of creation. It's not the full truth of the gospel, but they know that there's a God, and they still reject him. The hypocrite still has this knowledge of his conscience, and some 
what of morality in his life. They know a bit of truth and yet they still don't even live up to that truth and many times they make excuses for themselves. The Hebrew, God's chosen people, they had the law, the, the, the specific truth God wanted them to have and they were to share that with the others, which that's a totally different point. But they had the truth of the law and they still couldn't live up to God's standard. The heathen, we find in chapter 1, they openly reject God. They don't want Him. They want nothing to do with Him. They, they want their sin and they want to continue in that way. The hypocrite, they secretly reject God. They hide their sin. They cover their sin. And they look at the heathen and say, Wow, look what they're, they're rejecting God. They deserve judgment. But themselves, they can't see that way. And they hide their sin. The Hebrew would openly confess God. Their boast is in him. The Chapter 2 tells us that their rest is in the law. They pride in themselves that they tried to live to the law. Yet they were blind to their own sin. And here's the truth of the matter. All three groups are under sin. All three groups are under the judgment of God. All three groups are going their own way and not God's way. God judges all of them based on their knowledge, and they all still fail. Especially in our area, this, pro this, this might hit home a bit more. But I want you to understand something, that you don't have to deny God and live deep in sin to still end up in hell. It don't have to be open rejection, and it don't have to be uh, living a uh, lifestyle of wicked, gross sin to send you to hell. You can go to hell sitting on a church pew. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm trying to give you the truth, and you need to listen. This thing of pride gets in the way. We are sinners. We are we sin because we are sinners. That sin nature on the inside of us, the sin that we have committed, makes us guilty before God, deserving the death that the law requires, for the wages of sin is death. We deserve that separation from God in hell and then ultimately the lake of fire for eternity. But sometimes we get it in our heads that we're better than some of these other groups. These Jews, they, in their minds, they thought that they were better. And on the outside, let me say this, they were, by human standards. They were living up to more of the law than most of us probably could ever measure up to. But God's law really requires perfection. They couldn't reach that. And Romans 10, and I know I've read this several times, I know, but Paul tells us what they were doing. This Hebrew, these Hebrews, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. They thought they could live good enough. They thought they could measure up. They thought God wouldn't judge them as harshly. For some reason, just like the hypocrite does, many people think they will receive an exception or an exemption from God on Judgment Day. Because, oh, God understood my intentions. I lived so much better than they did. 
I wasn't out doing drugs and the alcohol. I wasn't out doing this or that. I went to church all my life. I gave money to church. I did this. I did that. I supported my pastor. I helped the needy. I helped that those people that didn't have anybody else with them. I've looked out for the homeless. I've done this. I've done that. My friend, it does not matter. And you see, we allow so many times pride to get in our way of truly coming to Christ. My friend, if this is your struggle today, you need to understand that everything that you do in no way, shape, or form can or will merit any favor from God. If you are saved, it is by grace alone, through faith in the finished work of Christ and His blood on Calvary. It's not anything that you do. So many people today, they, they look at, at themselves as something better. They choose to not see themselves as God sees them. So this first problem that we see is this thing of pride. And if you're going to ever come to Christ, if you're going to ever receive salvation from God, it will not be you strutting in and, and, and coming your own way. It will be through the way of humility. You'll have to see yourself and accept yourself as God sees you. And that sort of brings me to, to the next point. It, not only is pride an issue, but people today cannot understand, cannot fathom the judgment of God on their sin. And really, I think it's due to three reasons here. Number one, they fail to see God's holiness. We don't really truly realize how holy, how righteous, how perfect God is. We don't understand what it is to live a life untainted by sin. We forget that God's standard or God's requirements for heaven are absolute perfection, not just on the outside, but on the inside. We fail to see God's holiness. But along the same lines of what I've already been saying, but we fail to see ourselves as God sees us. He begins to say in Romans chapter 3, and we've already said some about this, but I'll, I'll say a little bit of it again. It says, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. And see, the honest truth of the matter, and it really comes down to, again to this thing of pride in our lives, we will not see ourselves as God sees us. God says that our righteousness is the good things we do, the things that we think merit some sort of favor of God in our lives, those things are as filthy rags. We can't see ourselves as God sees us because we cannot fathom His holiness. But if you ever want to come to God, then you're going to have to agree with God against yourself. You're going to have to see yourself as God sees you. And Romans chapter 3, verses 10 through verse 18, 
is God's description of how he sees us. We have been through this once if not twice already. But there isn't any righteous. And in case you think you are, he says, no, not one. Really, the whole picture that God gives us is of somebody that wants nothing to do with God. It's, it's of somebody that wants nothing to do with the way of God or the righteousness of God. We fail to understand God's absolute hatred of sin. And when we think that we can come to God based on our own rights or whatever else we want to put there, based on our own ability, we've thought wrong. We're tainted by sin. All have sinned. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And you've got that sin that must be dealt with. And until you can get until you can get overcome the pride in your heart and until you're willing to humble yourself before God, you will never ever be able to come to God and receive His salvation until first you see yourself as a sinner before God. You must submit to that. It is the way of salvation. Jesus Christ is the door. And no man can come unto the Father except by Him. So there's this thing of we can't understand the judgment of God. People don't understand God. They say, how could a loving God send people to hell? They only ask that question because they fail to understand how holy God is and how righteous God is, how much God hates sin, and they also fail to understand God didn't. It was your choice. God offers you a free gift of salvation, but it's up to you whether or not you'll accept it. How about it, my friend? Are you willing to humble yourself before God and come to Him and receive Him as He is, and are you willing to admit who you are before him, that we're just sinners, and that he is our only hope and only Savior? You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwallen.org.